welcome to the Skeptic and the Mystic podcast. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, will dive into a little bit of the mystical, some of the spiritual, quite a lot of the unconventional, and we'll do it all with a healthy dose of skepticism. So if you know that you're holding yourself back, there are places in your life where you could be doing more of what you want to do, tune in, stick with us. We'll help you move past some of that skepticism and disbelief and open yourself up to some new ideas and ways to begin living the life that you truly want starting today. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Heather and Deb on The Skeptic and the Mystic. We are on episode 60 tonight, today, whatever time you're listening to this. Um, and this is all about stepping into a higher frequency of energy for a prosperous life. And we've been covering the different universal laws um, that are well, universal. <laughs> like you just kind of, kind of, kind of can't get away with them. Um, yeah. And so today, um, we're t- I'm saying I'm a lot. What's going on? We're talking about you know the idea of like why is it that some people seem to get so much abundance, other people not so much. You know what? What are some things that you can do to shift and change so that you can have and create the life that you want? And create is a big key word because it's not. Well, we'll dive into that. We'll dive into why, you know, I, why it's a big key word. Um, so I'm a dork. I like to review things and you might be jumping in. This may be the first episode. So we want to review the laws that we've talked about already, just so you have an understanding and a foundation. And understanding these things just helps you to work with life better when you can understand them and help create peace and harmony in your life. Because if you're suffering... More than likely, it's because like you're working in opposition to these like universal laws. Right, right. You're a little out of alignment, maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to start the review? Yes. Um, I don't know. Are these in the order that we did them before? I don't know what order we covered them in, but. Um, we have covered so far the law, law of polarity, which I liked that one. That's that's about basically that there's two sides to everything, right? There's always there. There can't be dark without light. There's, you know, the earth has a North Pole and a South Pole. And because there is always going to be an opposite, um, if, if you deem one end of that pole bad, it means that the good also exists. And we kind of need both to keep balance in the universe. So Wait, I just want. Wait, yes. I just want to interrupt you. And yes, because like we kind of need both. We, we, we need, need both. both. <laughs> <laughs> we straight up need both. Um, and I guess my favorite, my favorite top point within that is um, the masculine feminine energies, which we should just do an episode specifically about masculine feminine in particular. Um, I think we did dive into it on the polarity episode, but I will nerd out all day about that one um, and actually have some new inspirations around that, but we'll save that. We'll table that. Um, But okay, next we did, or I don't know in what order we did, but we also covered law of inspired action, which is, um, I mean, that one, it seems so obvious to me, right? But it, but it's, it's different than forcing crap to happen. <laughs> yeah. I love this one because I've experienced this when I, when I have really been like, when I look at back at all the things that were easy in my life that were, um, that created big impacts, it was because I had this divine download yeah. and it, it, all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to do this. And I had, I didn't necessarily know like the whole entire picture of how to do something, but I just knew that, oh, wait, I, there's this next step that I have to take. Mm-hmm. And I was so completely, completely like, okay with the uncertainty. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm in that right now. Like there's stuff that I'm creating and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to get done. I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know I just need to do this one thing. Yeah. And then the rest think, of it, it'll all come like out. like being in flow. Cause I feel like I'm in a phase of that right now too. And maybe that's just also practicing it. Um, I want to make some, bring something up. It's not even mine. I, I think I've gotten this from Abraham Hicks, but uh, I love the distinction that they offer pretty much, but I, I really do think it resonates with me is um, 
are you coming from inspiration or motivation? Because motivation kind of has this heaviness, like I have to force myself to do it. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm motivated to do that. But when you're inspired to do something, it's like it, a light, like it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I just have to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So I guess that would be the way to define inspired action. It feels so obvious to me, but um, I think that is because I try to make an effort to function in that space. It's not always easy because there are sometimes things in life I have to motivate myself to do. Right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, we also covered law of assumption. I think this is where we started with this because I totally yeah. geeked out when I discovered law of assumption, which is different than um, the overall law of attraction piece because my favorite thing about law of assumption is it really, the foundation is in your self-concept and what you believe to be true. So whatever you believe to be true is true for you. And that is a big nugget. <laughs> let me, okay. Let me, I, I love this. I know we're both geek out on this, but I love this so much because I, I would give an example. I have a, a client and she is learning about a lot of different concepts and, and learning about, um, she's taking a course with my coach right now and they were talking about revision and, and revising your story. And the mm -hmm. whole idea of that you can actually shift your timeline, right? By just revising your story. And, and revision is, all, is a term from, well, I mean, it's not just from him, but Neville Goddard, who talks mm -hmm. a lot about manifestation, talks about this. So and I'm sharing this because I know she posted this online. I know that she's okay with me sharing this. Um, but we had had a session and she's like, I'm just trying to really grasp, like get my head around this whole thing of revision. And I was teasing her and I was like, well, we've done this many times. Like we have revised your story many times. And so I was like, do it. let's do it. Let's go. Let's do that in yeah. this session. And so she has this, had this story about her birth and what it meant about her being born and her, like her relationship with her mother and a lot of, I mean, as we all do, right. Have like, none of us have these absolute perfect parents. And if they were perfect, it was that we'll always find something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, as we, as I took her through this, this process, this, this conscious energy coaching that I do where like we literally go in and clear out the trapped emotions of trauma that are keeping you stuck in that place. We go in and talk to that little, you know, but for her, it was like, there's a couple different ages of like her that we talked to, you know, and got clear about what she needed so that she can, you know, feel safe and loved and, and move forward in that timeline. And by the end of it, her story was so radically different. And it was like, oh my gosh, like my mother, like this, this whole thing that I had about like my voice isn't worthy of being heard. Like that wasn't mine. That was my mom's. And my, yeah. my you know, my mom is like, I like, you don't need it anymore. And, and she shifted that. And then she shifted her relationship. Like her mother was her villain in the story was, was the villain in her story. And by the end of it, her mother became like the support and walking alongside of her. It was so beautiful, so beautiful. Like, and I, I'm not doing it justice, but by the end she was just like, Oh my gosh, it's so completely different. And I was like, that's it. I'm like, that's revision. Like, you know, like now, and so going back to the law of assumption, I'm like, now you have an assumption that your mom is your support, that she's a cheerleader for you in your life. Like that totally changes how you move forward in your life. Then if you assume that your mom, you know, is there to sabotage you, doesn't think that your voice is worthy of being heard. Like it completely changes how she shows up in the world. Totally. And that's, I think if, if anybody wants to go back and listen to our law of assumption episode, that one's so, so big and so powerful because in that it will also change how her mother shows up for her. Well, her mother's past. Seems wild. But, oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But, but you can do that with people in real life and change your assumption about how they're going to interact and it will change how they interact. Yeah. And let me, I'm sure I've shared this one, but I think I've shared this with you, but I don't know if I've shared this with the audience. My mom, and she never listens to these, but she would be okay with this um, because it's not something that's like hush hush in our family. And it's so silly, but my mom hums all the time. And it, have I told you this? I don't remember. 
Oh my gosh. It drives me batshit crazy. You have mentioned all the time. She's, she's just always humming. And we'd get in these arguments all the time when I was growing up and she'd be like, well, you just don't like it because you're miserable. And I'm like, no, I'm not miserable. It just is annoying. Like, it's like somebody walking around with a radio on like, you know, like a boom box. Like, I don't want to hear your music. So I, gosh, it drove me nuts. And then one day I realized, you know what? Like I'm letting it drive me nuts. I'm making that choice. And so I'm like, one day my mom is not going to be around and I'm going to wish that my mom was around and with my mom comes the humming. And so instead of getting irritated and annoyed with her, I decided that I was going to just love and appreciate every time hearing her hum. And I started doing that. And what was so fascinating is that this was a couple of years ago, I was at her house and she, I forget, something came up. And said something about her humming. I can't remember which of us brought up it, but she was like, you know, I've been really working hard to not hum when I'm around you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Like once right. I, I stopped and they, this goes into like resistance, you know, what you resist mm -hmm. for stuff. But once I decided to find the joy in it, like I, like it didn't bother me anymore, but also it shifted her energy and she didn't realize it. Yeah. Like, ah, right. it's, yeah. It's amazing how much control we have over our lives that we do not, like, we don't even exercise. And you hit on a big piece of it is so much of it is how we decide to respond to things. Yes. The decision. It is a decision. Um, and we right. can catch ourselves. It takes practice because I, you know, we have talked about this endlessly and I still have moments where I'm like, not proud of how I was as a mom or whatever, but I can always go back and revise that too. I mean, like you can almost in real time do those yes. things once you've practiced at it. So um, yeah, that one, go back and listen to that episode if you'd like, because I love that episode and I could do it all over again. It made me, it's it's exciting stuff. Right. Um, okay. Then we also covered law of correspondence, um, which is not dissimilar to what we were just, I mean, they all are, are right. in my mind, so many of them are kind of the same thing over and over, but um the law of correspondence is just saying kind of that your your experience is a reflection of what you're assuming it to be or how you're feeling, right? Like you, that probably goes back more to the feeling is the secret kind of thing, but like that, the, how, what you are feeling and what you're projecting out is what is going to project back. Yeah. Right? Would you say that encapsulates it well? Absolutely. And I want to share this one too. I'm sorry. I, I just finished this three-day hypnotherapy training. And there's a lot of things that are very similar in the work that I do because, you know, with the body code, that's energy releasing, but there's a lot of like help, you know, getting people to be in a, like, you know, a, a deeper state within themselves and, and getting clear about what you need to work on and, and like working that out. Um, but in my, one of my sessions yesterday that I had done on me, I had this whole like whole thought in my mind that community is not safe. And I could give you the instances of this is why it's not safe. This is why it's not safe. This is, you know, here's all the evidence, right? Which is what we do all the time. Here's yep. my belief and here's all the evidence to show, right? Yep. And as, um, and so that was what I was getting. And so I've, you know, really the past few years realized that I've, I've kept myself from community because inside it said this isn't safe right and so that's what i was getting in my external environment mm -hmm. and I, like it just reflected what i thought of in the past and as we went through it it was crazy because i realized oh my gosh it had nothing to do with community like every time i had a crappy situation within a community i always had an always like always 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 had it the very beginning where somebody that person like the head of the community or whatever i just didn't like i had a gut like ugh, i don't like them but all these everybody else was like oh they're great people they're great so i like totally shut down my gut instincts right and listened to them and then you know whoever whether it was five years later eight years later whatever it always ended up showing up and realized that mm -hmm. oh it's not that community isn't safe not listening to my intuition is not safe there you go. Oh, it was so like, it just like went and I was like, okay, I'm done. We don't even need to do it anymore. <laughs> like, right. Like, it is, like I, I got it. Like, I got it, you know? Yeah. yeah, but there's so much of an awareness piece with that. And I think in that law of correspondence, 
like if you just pay attention to listening to how people talk, like whatever story someone's telling themselves about, like people always abandon me or, um, you know, men why are shit, men right? Like, why do men always cheat on me? I exactly. It was all this really funny TikTok or not TikTok. It was um, a post and it was like, you know, this girl's like, why is my boyfriend on, on, you know, on Tinder looking at other people? And then somebody, I guess somebody said something and she's like, you know, you're missing the point. You know, it has nothing to do with me being on there. It's like, <laughs> how do you know that your boyfriend's on there? How did you find your boyfriend's profile? If you were, you're, you're bitching and complaining about him being on there, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is so much of like, it just goes back to, and so, it's so subconscious sometimes, like you're saying in your situation, Yeah. but you have to get to that root of why, what is that feeling and what are you projecting? Because if there is any pattern, I have a shadow workshop coming up in a couple of weeks that I'm like so excited to dig into that stuff. Because whatever that freaking pattern is, you're, you're creating it. <laughs> like you are creating it. There's no way around it. <laughs> that is the hardest thing. Like, oh gosh, some people that I see on a daily basis, like, I, you know, just hearing them talk and they're just like, I'm like, you are so committed to your limitations. Yes. Like you are defending them. Like, but you don't understand why it's so hard. And I'm like, yeah, but I do. And I get it because I was the same way. Oh my gosh. Like, and that's what I was saying in this training that just looking at my, my growth and change, like in 2014, that's when I did, well, I got my master's in counseling in I think 2001, two, three, four, I don't even remember. Um, but then in 2014 was when I did my NLP training, neuro linguistic programming training. Mm -hmm. And I like, my personality type is like, if, if you can't, don't do it if I can't do it right. Like, it's not mm -hmm. worth doing if I can't do it right. Uh -huh. So I also have like this dreaded, like, I don't want to feel stupid. And I don't want people to think that I'm stupid. And so if there was something I couldn't do, I'm like, peace out, I'm leaving. Yeah. Right. And I, I look back and I see like in this hypnotherapy training, you have to have, you know, uh, people observe you doing it. And it's like the old me would have been mortified and, and just wouldn't have shown up, you know? But this mm -hmm. time I was like, you know, I change the story. And I'm like, you know, what, what does it mean when somebody's giving you help? It doesn't mean that you're stupid. Like, it just means that like, yeah. you know, you're learning a new modality and mm -hmm. it's okay. And yeah. I, like, I don't know how I even got started on that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't it, know. Because we it, like tangents. What right. would this be without some tangents? Well, no, no. Because I always make sure like there's a point there. But I'm like, oh, the point is like yeah, that we're creating our reality. And so like I had such a much, much more enjoyable experience than like in the past where I would like literally whine and be like, no, I can't do this and cry. I right. shifted the story and I shifted my experience. And I will tell you, too, I found out something like at the very beginning of the workshop, I found out something that like was one of those things that was just like a trigger that like, I like could have totally set me off, but like I chose to, you know, to completely change the story in that second and like not let it hover over me while I was doing this training where in the past I would have been like, I got to leave. I got to go talk to this person. Da, da, da. And I was like, no, no, but we do like, we always, we make the choice. Yes. We always. make the choice and we are responsible for that choice. I, well, stand on that freaking soapbox of personal responsibility, like no one's business, because you are creating it and you are the only one that can change it. So if you find yourself complaining about anything, you know, and I will even say like, I, I have been very tired for the last like couple of weeks because I do too much, but I do it to myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wake up tired. And I'm like, you did it to yourself. You have right. a choice right now. Do you want to do all the things you agreed to do? Or do you want to let something go? Like, those are your choices. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like this is going to be every podcast, but it's like once we choose to take personal responsibility, like that intention shifts everything. Mm -hmm. everything. It does. And it like it puts you I don't really love for whatever reason, the verbiage of like being in, in the power seat, because I guess that to me feels aggressive, but like it does put you in a place of power to then influence your experience. 
Does the word empowered feel different for you? Yes. Empowered feels different. I think I just have a resistance to power because it, it feels, I know it's my own context, but um, I don't like the idea that we're all trying to like barrel through and overtake others. And like, that's the connotation that I hear sometimes when I hear people want power. That's my connotation, right? Like, right. I, I know that that's like, I don't have a better word. Empowered is good because that's more like personal. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like you're then like lowering someone else to raise you up. Cause right. that's what I have. And I don't, I think that is not healthy power. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, have you, have you read the book power versus force, but um, no, I love his work. Um, I started that book and for whatever reason, I found it incredibly dry at the time and I never went back to it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I know the concept and I love it. And I love yeah. his other books. I just, that one, I could not, I don't know what it was. I wasn't, I didn't connect with it at first and I've never gone back and tried. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is stuff that we do as far as energy testing, like muscle mm -hmm. testing, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, for anybody who's, you know, listening that the concept of power versus force is that when, um, when you are in alignment, when you are in flow, like when you are in your, mm -hmm. your highest power, like you have this like things it's kind of like you know a, just a, a knife through butter like you know like mm -hmm. a sharp knife through it just goes through right but force is if you're not in alignment and you have a ton of resistances you have trapped emotions trapped trauma trapped energy stuck in your in your body then you're going you're always trying to force something yeah and i think maybe that's where my like the semantics of it like i i think I probably equate power and force together rather than, you know what I mean? Like there's something in my mind that's, that I need to rework to how I view that word, but um, right. yeah. Yeah. But yeah. In any case. All right. And then yeah. last week or last episode, um, which wasn't last week, but that the last one we covered was law of oneness. Yes. 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 That was yep. the most recent. So that's just basically saying it's all interconnected. That's the gist of that one. Like what yeah. you're doing, what I'm doing to you, I'm doing to me um, and vice versa, that where there is no way of getting around the fact that every single thing we do has a ripple effect and is Im impacting the next thing. And yeah, like that we- and we, can, we can get really like nerdy on this and, you know, talk about when you heal yourself, you're healing seven generations back, seven generations mm -hmm. forward, right? Mm -hmm. So when I do work and heal myself, it's like healing my family line. But here's here's the crazy part. I've had like, I had an ayahuasca journey once where I was clearing out stuff and it was like, this is this person's, this is this person's. And it got to my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. And it was like, you can release your story about that, but she, she wants to hold on to it. And my grandma's dead, right? Right. Like she wants to hold on to that night and it was like, okay, she can have it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. everything impacts it. It's so crazy because when you start to heal your stuff, this, the stories, I mean, gosh, like it's crazy when people are like, oh my gosh, I, I was healed this in me. And then this person in my family, this happened. Right. You know, what, everything that you do, your energy impacts everybody else, whether it's, you know, in a, in a, positive like a plus or a negative your energy will always 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 you know shift and change so why not heal the stuff <laughs> so yeah, that you totally totally and i think for a lot of us it's sometimes easier to be kind to others than it is to be kind to ourselves um you know and just like kind of having that um i mean like the kind thoughts and kind words like you know i know there are people that are very mean to others but um I think when you can kind of step outside of yourself and see that as like it, would you, would you talk that way to your friends, talk kindly to yourself right. and that ripples out to how kindly you behave with other people. Right. But yeah. just, yeah, I think there's, there is something to be said for feeling like you're part of a, a bigger picture, right? Like yeah. what you're doing does not only impact you. So maybe you can think a little differently about that like yeah. the decisions that you make for yourself are decisions you make for other people. And I will say the other piece of that, that I think I often see people could do better <laughs> is um, say, for example, in a breakup, 
And then you're like, I hope he dies. I hope he's miserable with that bitch. I hope that she cheats on him. La la la. You're actually wishing all of that to happen to you all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You heard that country song like about like, I hope, you know, it's like, it's all the sweet. And you're like, I hope that you guys have these long conversations that we did. I hope you have this, you know, and then it's like, and then I hope she does to you what you did to me. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, music about jolted love is usually not going to be very like. No, not very like. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I always think that's funny. Like years ago, I, um, this is going to sound like I'm talking shit about someone. I don't even remember this person's name, but back when I was in my days of PR, like I remember I went and I did, I was on this morning show with a client and there was another guest there whose whole platform was basically like she was building a business on being the woman scorned. And I just thought, wow, you're just asking for like so much more of this. And she thought she was like saving all other women from experiencing this same thing. And I thought, I don't really know if this is like, yeah. I was like, oof, I don't think I'd want to build my whole like brand on scorn. I just I wouldn't. Thought, yeah. There's somebody I, was, uh, I follow on Instagram just because I was like, this is, you know, it's one of those train wrecks. And I think it, that was the whole thing. Like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was all on that. And I was just like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, to each their own. I assume this was many years ago. I have no idea what this woman's name was. I would love to look her up and see if she moved through that and passed it. I hope so. But. <laughs> Yeah, it was amusing. And this was well before I was really kind of deep in this stuff. But I definitely recognize that pretty easy, easily like, wow, that's, right. that's some heavy stuff you're talking about day in and day out. <laughs> right. Yeah, more of yeah. that. Yeah. 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 All right. So that leads us into I don't think we even divulged what is this magical law we're going to talk about. Right. <laughs> Yes. So today is all about the law of compensation, right? And you know, we want to tie back to the whole idea of stepping into higher frequencies of energy for a prosperous life, right? Yeah. Because there are people that you see that they're like, you're like, how is it that like they just, you know, have all these things or, you know, have all this abundance, have this enjoy, have so many things in your life. And I think where I think this one is a key one is that I know that when I first learned about the, like this, the secret, remember when the secret came out? Yeah. Right. And it was like, well, just, you just have to think in your mind and it'll happen. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I can just think in my mind that this amazingly hot masculine man is going to come into my life. And all I have to do is sit here like, oh, great. Right. And that's where like the inspired action comes in, you know, those things. And where this one like secret left quite a few pieces of the puzzle out, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Yes. A thousand yeah. percent. Yes. Um, <laughs> This one, where this one comes in, and it's it's basically the laws of cause and the law of cause and effect, right? Yeah. And it's it's that like the the things that you do in your life, like you reap what you sow. Yeah. So, like the other day, I was driving home, and I saw a bunch. I live in a city, and I saw a bunch of guys standing around watching another guy beat the crap out of somebody, right? My horn's not working in my car. I'm like, what do I do? I couldn't honk the horn. I couldn't like, I was like, you know, and I'm like, yeah. you know, but I'm thinking the, the thought did go through my head of like, well, this is the life that they want to create. Clearly they don't want to be like, I mean, and I don't even know if the guy who was getting beat up, you know, wanted right. to stop, right? Cause he probably would turn around and do that. But it's like, you're going to get what you put out. And so if you're giving love, you're giving joy, you're giving gratitude, like you're going to receive back more love, more joy, more gratitude. Yeah. It, it's so simple. Like <laughs> it's so simple, but where I think people get off track and this is where we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Um, because in some ways I feel like any, any one of these, if you take them just in small doses or you only take one, you are going to kind of falter a bit because I think this one on the surface, it makes it seem like if you want love, just give love, but you, you, or, you know, like just be more grateful. But 
I, I just caution in any manifestation practice, whenever you're like, we've talked about this in a million different ways, not even just in these episodes, but um, if you are doing X to get Y, check yourself <laughs> because you can't be, I'm just all love and love and love because I want love back. Like it has to truly come from a place of love. You have to truly be love, be expressing love and, and be genuine about it because doing anything with a goal of getting something in return is not right. necessarily the practice we're talking about. Yeah. Well, and, and intention is absolutely everything. Intention yeah. moves energy. Right? And that's, you know, one thing people are always like, how can I shift and change this energy? Right. Your intention will do that. It absolutely will. And, it, you know, but if your intention is, it is kind of tricky because if you're like, well, my intention is to do this, to get that, right. You're missing the, this is where it is, Deb. It's like, you're missing the whole point because to get that, you wanted that, right? Like, say it's like, I want to get the new and latest iPhone, right? And it's always the why, 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 why? Well, <laughs> not, not even that, because you, I mean, I don't know if you know this. I, that, that question drives me nuts when people ask that why, 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 because why gets us in our head? Yeah. Right? There's one thing that I learned from grad school. It was that like, don't ask when you're in the counseling session, coaching, like not ask the question why, because it gets them in their head. You want to get connected back to their heart. True. So, so I like, guess because when I think we've even had this exact conversation before, because I always I, I'm asking the why, as in like, eventually I want someone to get to what are you trying to feel? <laughs> and, and not, yeah. So you can say you yeah. want that for what purpose? Uh, right? right. That that is like. Oh, for this. But when somebody says why, like it puts you in the defense mode and you're like, I have to defend this. And when we have that defensive energy, like that creates resistance. Right? Totally. But um, I also will say, like, if you notice you're defensive about your why, it's an opportunity to check it. It really is. Because truly, this is where you were going, I know. But like it is like you're trying to feel something. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, well, I'm going to like, you know, whatever, so I can get this phone. Really, at the end of the day, you want the you want the feeling that the phone's going to bring. Mm -hmm. And so when you can tune into that feeling first and be and embody that feeling, it magnetizes, you know, those things to you. And at the same time, you don't give a rat's ass if you get the thing or not, because ultimately all you wanted to do wanted this was the feeling. Totally. And love and is an excellent example because my other counter to that, and I will fully admit, like, I would very much enjoy having the partner in my life. I have, I do not have that at this moment and that's okay. But if I want love, I can feel freaking love any goddamn time I want. I don't need him to be mm -hmm. there. Right. So like that is a great example is like you there's a there's hundreds of different ways I can feel that, including just sit down and decide to feel it because it yes. comes from within anyway. Yeah. Like the the partner reflecting love to you is still coming from you. Right. Because <laughs> you've projected that they are making you feel that way. Correct. Just like me projecting, my, my mom is making me feel irritated. All of a sudden I just switched it and I was like, oh, my mom is now a conduit mm -hmm. of gratitude, of love, of right. like joy, because right. I'm around this woman who hums. Whereas right. before it was like this woman who hums, like she is a representative of annoyance and irritation and frustration. Mm -hmm. right? Like We all like use each other, right? To, to feel whatever it is that we want to feel. Right. Right. My sweet little Charlie, like, you know, I look at him all the time and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so much love and joy. And I'm like, I think it's just my second, my first ayahuasca experience after I got Charlie, I got this very, like, you're not going to have Charlie as long as you want. And I was like, like, it yeah. just it sucked me in such a deep, deep place. And then I was like, by the end, I got to the place. I'm like, he's just pure love and joy. And pure love and joy is available to me at any time. Absolutely. So even when he's not going to be here, like he will always, always, always be with me. 
that pure love and joy is always with me. I can access it whenever I want. Yes, I want to access it. And then like this cute little, you should see him. His little face is like, just like staring at me. Like I have like, the cutest, you know, like I can't see his face. Aww. But he's like, yeah. he's just looking at me like, you're the most beautiful thing in the world. And I can't take right. my eyes off of you. <laughs> but that is why we fall so easily in love with pets. Because that reflection of love is very easy to feel from an animal. Right. Because they aren't really expecting anything from us other than maybe some food. Yeah. <laughs> but right. yeah, I, I think that's that's why so many people can easily attach to a pet. And pets are a great way to practice feeling that. I don't know if I froze or you froze. I don't know. I think we're back. Oh, there we are. We're back. Yeah. A little pause there. <laughs> Yeah, so I just want to look at so there's some comments. Um, so, hey, David, um, I don't know if you're still on, but he says, hmm. And yes, hmm, it is right because it is it's really challenging, like to some of this stuff. And our world is the opposite of, of all of this because our world is like, you know, teachers are responsible for you. Doctors are responsible for you. Your employer is responsible for you, you know, for your happiness. Yeah. It's not what we've been taught. Yeah. Personal no. responsibility is not what we've been taught. You mean, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like we are, well, I mean, yeah, that's that. I feel like I could go down a huge rabbit hole with that one, right. but, but yeah. anyone watching or listening, I will take it back to, you can choose right now in this moment to say, I'm going to take responsibility for how I feel. I'm going to take responsibility for what I want to put out in the world. Yeah. So that it is that easy. And I know it's hard. Yeah. You'll slip up and you'll want to be a victim again. And you'll want to blame circumstances or blame your past, but you can always come back to right now and make a new decision. Right. Right. And, you know, just grasping onto the law of compensation, compensation of like, you know, you put out it, you put out shitty stuff, you're going to get shitty stuff back in return. Right. It's just, it's just, you know, like, and here's, here's, I think though, that another thing that people get tripped up on is like, well, I was really nice to people today and then people were jerky back to me. Okay. So sometimes it doesn't always work, you know, time like <laughs> that quick, right? Because right. like the more that you embody, like, we'll just use the love again, right? The more that you embody love, the more like the people in your life, they don't match that frequency. They will do everything to get you to switch back, right? Because there's that codependency thing was like, no, you have to be that miserable person, Right. Or you have to be that person that, you know, struggled and suffered and was the victim. But you're like, no, I'm I'm, I'm I want to be in love and not in love, like in romantically, but I want right. to be in energy of love. And mm -hmm. then those people start to just remove themselves from your life. And you're like, well, where now I'm all alone. And yeah. And then like this shit doesn't work, but it's like, well, now you have the space to pull in like the people that you want. Yes. And so we think like, oh, I'm just going to feel love. And all of a sudden it's just going to change everybody around me. Well, frequencies like lights, right? Yeah. It still takes time. And the other thing I will say about that is, um, you know, if, if someone's going to use that example of, well, I was nice to people all day today and they were shitty back to me. Two points I want to make about that. What were you expecting? <laughs> right. That's that. And second point, um, you're you're choosing to notice that, right? So there is this like that. Say it kind of piggybacks on what you were saying about like those people will kind of phase out. Um, the stuff that's not in alignment with what you're currently feeling, it will it will not be in your awareness anymore. You will you will just cease to notice. <laughs> All of the things, all the shitty comments, they'll just right over your head because you're just like, oh, I'm just focused on the loving things. And not even like, I think it becomes such a habit that then you aren't really thinking, I'm just going to focus on love. I'm going to ignore that. Like, yes, they're active decisions, but after you, you practice and practice and practice and notice when it does, like you just notice it's okay. So that time it didn't necessarily go right. Or I put my attention on the negative thing. Right. Right. But, like say it again. Begin again. Choose again. 
Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. and, you know, you just choose to have, make an experiment. Like everything is an experiment, mm -hmm. right? Uh, just like, okay, I'm just going to experiment and see what happens with this, you know? And then you could choose to go back to, to, you know, to being not happy and, you know, all that you get to make that choice. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is just as much, it's just as much work at first, it just becomes so much easier when you when you really begin to get in a place of like, I'm just gonna be love. I'm just gonna like it, it's so magical. I will say though, for me, honestly, I can stay in it so much more. I know I said this a thousand times. When I have proper nutrition and proper sleep, oh my gosh, I am the most joyful, loving person to be around. But it's all that's kind of I think lends itself to the oneness. Like it's it's the energy. It's all the the energy you're putting in and the energy you're giving out and the, the care you're giving to your body is the care that's going to express itself out in the world. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's, I think that's a big one. You know, I mean, it's, it's all freaking interrelated yeah. and not every day is going to be freaking perfect. Right? Like that's okay. The other piece of that, I will kind of, I don't even know if this falls into one of our universal laws, but I mean, everything does, um, is check where you're being, becoming too attached to an outcome because yeah. you're, it's fine to have expectations that people will be kind. It's fine to have expectations that you will have a good abundant life, but you, you have to release the attachment to how that will show up. Right. Cause we, back to the example of the phone, right? Like you think you want the phone, the car, the house, the boyfriend, whatever thing, because you want to feel a certain way, that feeling may not show up in that particular phone, car, house, man. However, it, it may show up differently. And then you'll realize, oh my gosh, the feeling I, that I did get what I was, what, yeah. you know, what was intended for me, or I did get back what I was putting out. It just doesn't look like I attached to it doesn't look like the idea i was so stuck on yeah right oh i can say that so much like when i had my bakery and well, when i left my bakery i you know there's a lot of grief there you know but when i really peeled back the layers i realized that you know ultimately what i wanted was to be able to to impact people's lives and to serve people and i realized i can do yeah. that you know, yeah, like, I mean, having a gluten free allergen friendly bakery like that impacted so many lives. Like, I mean, that stories I can't even tell you all like the stories that, I, you know, people not even just of like kids who were like come in and they're like, I've never been able to eat a birthday cake like this is the first birthday cake I've ever had like mm -hmm. that, you know, I'd hear every single day. But there was the stories of people who were like were addicted to sugar and they'd, you know, be like, oh, this is something better. And they'd come in, I'd see them every day, and then I'd see them every couple of days, and then I'd see them every week, and then mm -hmm. I'd see them every two weeks. And they'd come in and they're like, Heather, I'm really sorry I haven't been here. I miss you, but I just don't really want sweets anymore. And I'm like, that's why I'm here. Like, <laughs> but yeah. like it is like I could do that. Um I can do that in, 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 and like, I get to impact people's lives now, like through my practice of, you know, mm -hmm. coaching and energy work, I impact so many people's lives. Like, right. and so I can go and do that in any way I want. Right. And, and that expression may change over time, right? Like we, we do, it's human nature. Like we think we, we think we know what path we want to take. But that's a constant practice, like I said, to just kind of it, that goes back to our forcing versus allowing. And, you know, there's I mean, there's just so many pieces to it. Yeah. And yeah. and at the end of the day, there's so many pieces and it's way more simple than we make it we like <laughs> complicate things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like I, literally like it boils down to the golden rule right? Love, love others as you would, you know, love yourself. Well, and people are like, well, I don't love myself really well. Right. And it's like, well, just love. I mean, it really comes down to love. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I say this, like, if you're like, I, yeah, but I don't love myself. I don't have this. This is where we get to do the work. Right. Mm -hmm. and it's not like, there's not, oh, I did, you know, one energy work session and like, I'm not any different. 
I mean, that's like going into a hoarder's house and throwing away, you know, one, you know, one magazine and being like, well, their house doesn't really look any different. <laughs> like, you got to excavate some shit, like, is work. Yeah. You know, let me say, like, you know, I just finished this hypnotherapy thing and, you know, we were all talking about how, you know, we do the work, like, get in there. Oh, and here's more stuff that comes up. Crap. Like, today I had a session and I was like, I don't even know where that came from. Like, you know, what I worked through, it's like just stuff comes up. And so being, being willing to just continue to clear out stuff and you do get to a point. I mean, I, I think I'm very much at a point where I'm like, like the other day I, oh my gosh, I did such a stupid girl thing. And um, I don't know if I told you or if you've seen, but I got a paddleboard and yeah. it's like changed, changed my life. Right. Cause I love being out on the water. And I borrowed my friend's, um, like, uh, the air pump to put, mm -hmm. you know, plug into the thing. Well, again, dumb girl thing. But when I used it, I turned, turned the key on, used it. And then when we went to deflate it, turned the key on and then my car wouldn't start. <laughs> like, oh man, my car wouldn't start. And then later I realized you have to turn the car actually on. Right. Yeah. I didn't know this. Um, yeah. but the funny thing was, is that I was just like, oh, my battery's dead. Uh, let me call my friend to see if she can come help us. Whereas in the past, like from how I was brought up, I would have been so pissed off at myself, like yelling and like so irritated. And I felt zero level of irritation. It was just like, oh, my battery's dead. <laughs> I think I drained my battery. Let me get yeah. help. Right. Like you can do it where, you know, get to a place where things don't bother you as much, but there's still going to be stuff that comes up, but you got to do oh, it. There's still going to be stuff that comes up. I mean, I'll go back to my, a few weeks ago, I got a flat tire, which right. spiraled into a complete meltdown of, I'm never going to have a man in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, but then like, I checked myself and I found the humor in it. And you know what? I, and like, I, I like that story. Cause like, I can think about it now. And I'm like, that's fucking funny. I mean, I was like in a hilarious state of despair, like crying, like, I don't know what to do. And then called a friend and he was like, well, I mean, don't you have like roadside assistance on your insurance? I'm like, oh, look at that. Yep. I do. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you were also in it. Like, weren't you tired then? And like, I was tired. I was, I think I just period like I, right. it was like a perfect storm of like okay like this here's one more pile on but sometimes you kind of need that to like I don't know like it's not it, it, in the end it was I it was funny and I got some tears out maybe I just need like, right yeah release it you know? mm -hmm. yeah. Uh. yeah 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 so nice yeah. right. so you know, if, if you want to like have a more prosperous life and just step into a higher frequency of energy, right. So that your life is more abundant, more joyful, more fun, more playful, more pleasurable. Right. It, it really is like, you know, speak into, into existence, what you desire. Right. And like, just give that. If you desire it, just give, like, just be it. Not, and with, without the expectation, you know, that it's going to come back because at the end of the day, you are it. Right? Yeah. You are the thing that you desire. You're the feeling like, you know, you are the happiness that you desire. You are the joy that you desire. You are the contentment, the peace, the, like, no, so apparently I'm, just, I'm like, what's going on? I clicked on my Wi-Fi and it like bumped off and went to something else. I have no idea why. Oh, that's but, funny. It was just stuck. Like, All right. right. Well, this is the universe telling us to wrap it up because <laughs> we've been talking for a little yes. while. Yeah. yeah. So have fun being the energy of the, the thing that you desire. Mm -hmm. right? Release expectation of when it should come to you. Right. right. Shoulds are never good. Yeah breathe. <laughs> and then, you know, if you keep feeling stuck, reach out, let us help you like your energy. Um, I heard this statement today and I know that you're going to love this. And, um, this is Liz who was teaching this hypnotherapy course. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how, but she said, you know, beliefs are energetic strongholds. Hmm. I was like, I like Oh, it's so true. Right. And so if you have the belief, you know, that this is what you're going to get. Like that is an energetic chart, strong, stronghold. And we have to shift that in your body. You have to yeah. get energy out of your body. 
And so yeah. we're here to help. <laughs> I, I have two, two things I want to quickly just promote if anybody got this far in listening. Um, if you are in Phoenix, Tempe, Arizona area, I am now actually accepting in-person appointments. So I have a couple openings a week um, to do it be Reiki sound healing. Um, that's super exciting. So you can go to my website and find that there, steamassistism.com. And I have a workshop coming up on June 25th, also in Tempe at um, Source Connection. If anybody's following me, probably see me promoting that. Um, but this will be a, a um, meeting your shadows with love workshop, which I'm, I, I love this stuff. So this, this is, it's somewhat related to everything we've been talking about, but it's, it's really examining those pieces of you that are keeping you stuck. It's a state of protection, but um, looking at those pieces of you that are there trying to protect you and then loving them so that you can work with them instead of against them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I am, I don't have to judge it, but I am so excited because this whole like just download of, of teaching people of how, like creating this program to teach people how to release the trapped emotions and trauma, like through this, you know, eight step, you know, eight step, you know, transformational. I, you know, I'm still like the name is like all like, but I'm right now I'm still calling it conscious energy coaching, right? But it is like to to learn how to identify and shift out this stuff that's keeping you trapped, so that you can just easily, you know, manifest what it is that you want to des- what that it is that you desire. And so I'm working on that. So I'm going to be sharing about a uh, challenge, four day challenge that I'm having. So be on the lookout for that. And. Yeah. I, you know, I did this, just finished this hypnotherapy training. So, you know, that's going to be added into the work, you know, that I do. So I'm excited. There's that's lots so fun. of, I'm, I love like just kind of learning new, new ways to approach all of this because not everything resonates with everyone, you know, but, and sometimes you come at it from a slightly different angle and that was the magic ingredient. Right. So exactly. yeah. yeah, reach out to either one of us and we love to help. So, yeah, yeah, here's my info and we will see you next time. And please still, you know, feel free and let us know if there's certain topics that you'd like to hear us talk about. And yeah, we have a few more laws to cover, but we, we don't mind taking sidetracks. Yeah, clearly. Awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Have a great whatever you are, wherever you are listening to this day, night, afternoon. And we will see you next time. Right.